Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I'm your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. I am so excited to be with you guys today because we are celebrating one year of this show being around. This is episode 52. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show over the first year of its existence. It's been such a joy to bring you guys conversations about faith and creativity and really just anything in between with all kinds of people, authors, musicians, creators, athletes, people from all walks of life coming on here to talk about how faith intersects with their work and their life. I figured there was no better way to celebrate than to bring Ryan Allwart back on the show. As you know, Ryan is the one who created the music that you're hearing on this show, and he also was the very first guest that I ever had on this podcast. Once again, we had a great conversation talking about faith and creativity and really just sort of recapping the past year and what our lives have been like since we talked last on the podcast and kind of just trying to digest 2020 as a whole. This conversation probably could have gone on for another five hours if we wanted to because there was so much to talk about, but I hope you guys really do enjoy this. It was fun to kind of celebrate what it's been like for the first year of this podcast and reflect on really just the work that God has done through this. I just have really been so pleased with uh, just the way that this has impacted people and the guests that I've been able to bring on and the conversations that we've been able to have. It's just been so rewarding, and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it. hope you found some episodes that have really resonated with you, and I hope you guys will enjoy this one as well. So here is my buddy, Celebrating one year of my podcast, this is Ryan Allwart. Well, Ryan, welcome back to the show. This is awesome. We get to celebrate one year of the, the first episode that we did together and the, year, the, the, the start of my podcast, and I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate it than bringing you back on the show. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well, Cole. Thanks for having me back on. I was just thinking as you were talking, like it's been a year. I remember having the conversation on my front porch like, uh, like in my IU rocking chair, go Hoosiers and talking to you about the theme song music and like, just kind of catching the vision of like what you were trying to do. And like, it had been a while since we had caught up like real time and like just seeing how much you've done, what you've been able to do, who, like what kind of voices you've been able to gather on your platform. It's been awesome, man. So congratulations. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the night you sent me the audio to it, I was sitting out here on my couch (laughs) and I just, I played it on my phone the first time. I just was like, this is it. Like, this is what I was thinking. (laughs) And I, and I went over to Emily and I was like, this is, I was like, this is so perfect. And now it's like every time that I edit, I edit the podcast and I listen to the intro, it's just, it gets in my head. And then I always want it to become like, it actually is a it is a song. It's it's it a is, version yeah. of one of your songs, but yeah. I, it's like I almost want you to take that that audio and make it a full song with lyrics. Yeah, I just I'm like fun, I want to man. sing to something. So, but I so, love it. The, the, thank you, man. I'm glad you do. I'm I'm glad it hit. Uh, you know, from the first listen, that's always a good a good start. Yeah. Um, when I recorded that song, Indiana Christmas, in the studio, I almost didn't record it because it was it was totally a bonus song. I was doing a like the second CD I'd ever worked on. And yes, a CD, like that was back then, like 2006. Um, you said Indiana Christmas, asked, you meant Indiana summertime, right? Indiana summertime. I'm sorry. <laughs> very yeah, different seasons. <laughs> wow. Very different. Uh, but I asked the engineer at the time, I said, Hey, I've got the studio the rest of the, you know, the rest of the hour. Like, can you just hit record on this one song? And I had written it maybe like a month prior. And uh, 
he was like, sure, man, it's your studio. And I was like, okay, cool. And I did it in two takes. And I think that was the, the, the one that you love, like the master recording, I think was the first take that I did it in. Wow. So, um, yeah, I just love that story. Like it almost didn't happen. It I almost so. didn't happen. So some of the best songs are like that, where it's like, they almost didn't make the record or yeah. like, like just stuff like that. I love those kind of things where it's just like, uh, like for instance, one of my favorite songs by third eye blind is motorcycle drive by Dude, and it's the best song on the album. It's the best song on the album. And so it's we saw, so good. we saw them in Nashville last year and they were shooting. Uh, they were like, Hey, we actually have a video crew with us. They're shooting a documentary. They asked us if there was a song that we felt resonated with our fans enough to make a documentary. We told them this song so they're going to come out here. They're just, you know, they're going to have a, we're going to have a video crew on stage shooting a documentary while we sing this. And Stephen Jenkins was explaining how, when they put that song on the CD, their producers were like, Hey, you know, or the managers, whoever they were like, Hey, this song doesn't really sound like it's going to play for the radio. I don't really know um, yeah. if it's going to have much of a life. And they're like, you know what? We're putting it on there and everybody yeah. loves it. And it's like the most heartfelt, the best, meaningful the best. song that they've ever, that they've ever created in my opinion. And, it's yeah. that's I mean, that's one of thousands of stories like that with music and then uh i, I love hearing that about indiana summertime because it's such a bop to listen to especially whenever you're <laughs> driving around in indiana yep. Yep. so especially as this hoosier boy who's now living in kentucky it gets me yes nostalgic back from my home state so oh, that's i love great it. man i love that back to motorcycle drive by think can you imagine that third eye blind debut album if motorcycle drive by was like track four as opposed to track i think 13 yeah. like they save it for the last and i love how that song builds if you're listening right now and you haven't heard motorcycle drive by by third eye blind just leave this right now like that, <laughs> that is more important like go listen <laughs> to that song and then come back because it's so so good man yeah so the the first time that i ever went out to san francisco and i, I think i've mentioned this on one of your posts about you were talking about third eye blind and the yeah. you guys were commenting oh yeah so yeah true, i remember so, this so true story um I, I hope she's not listening to this but my my ex-girlfriend who okay. i dated before emily we broke up and i was supposed to go see third eye blind with her and I actually ended up breaking up with her the night before we were supposed to go see them. And uh, there's a whole story to that that we'll save for private, yeah. maybe over drinks sometime yeah, or something. That, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I ended up not going to the show because I was like, I don't want, I don't want my first time seeing Third Eye Blind to be ruined by the fact that I was supposed to be with somebody else, and now I'm not. <laughs> so I looked at their tour, and their last show of the tour was in San Francisco. And okay. I was in this mood of like I hadn't been single in a really long time. I hadn't really had a chance to just like be by myself. And like, yeah. I like do things on my own. Like, and so I called my buddy, Erica, my, my, my best friend. And I said, Hey, uh, and he's always down to do like, whatever. Like he's one of those guys. that's like, whatever you do, like, he wants to do it. So I called him up and I said, Hey man, how do you feel about going to San Francisco? And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And I didn't, I didn't even, I don't think I even, I don't think I'd even explain what was going on. And I just said, Hey, third eye blinds playing a show. We can hit a giants game. We could see the stadium, have a weekend. Nice. So the very last show of their tour we went to the, the, I think it was called the Masonic. That's the name of the theater in San Francisco. Okay. We saw it was Dashboard Confessional opening up for Third Eye Blind. Okay. And we got there early enough that we were right on the stage, like on the barrier by the stage. And I was like, if I'm, if oh, I'm, yeah. fly, I was like, if I'm flying out to San Francisco to see a concert <laughs> for Third Eye Blind, I'm going to be right there on the stage. So um, sadly, they actually did not play Motorcycle Drive-By that show. They played two oh, shows in a man. row. They played it the night before. Okay. But the time that I went to San Francisco the first time, um, that's, that song is actually, uh, it's written about ocean beach, which is the beach on the West coast of San Francisco. And so that makes sense. And so I actually, 
went to Ocean Beach, went out into the water, and just like I had to feel like what the song was about. So yeah, you did. I got like that so. Boy. Th- so the song starts in in New York, where he had, <laughs> where he like met a girl, they broke up, or whatever. Very similar to the situation that I was in in life. Yeah. Not not so dramatic, but like I'm not Stephen Jenkins, so I'm not as dramatic, but. He flew out back to California. He's a big surfer. So he went out surfing on the water. I didn't yeah. surf, but I was at least had my toes in the water. And I was like, this is the water Stephen Jenkins was singing about. So uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So I love long that. story short, I love that song. And yes, if you're listening to this, if you have not listened to that song, add it to your Spotify yeah. list, whatever. It's so but good. It's so good. Anyway, derailed our conversation to talk about that's 90s fine. rock. So I love it. Hey, man, I'm telling you, if you wanted to do a podcast episode on that, I've been in a 90s zone for about the past like three weeks. Like I've just got this playlist on my phone and I was folding laundry one night and I don't know what came over me. I was just like, I really want to hear some sound garden. And so oh, I, pulled yeah. up black, I, I pulled up black hole sun. And uh, I think that I've got, a, I've got a very firm belief, the melody to the verse of black hole sun by Soundgarden is the best melody of any music that came out of the nineties. Wow, the okay. verse, not the chorus. Like, Chris Cornell goes everywhere melodically. And like, even as uh, from a music theory standpoint, I'm going to nerd out a little bit. Like it's so hard to figure out what key he's in because he makes moves that should not work, but he makes them work with the melody. And like, I, I hear that and I get hype about that. I'm like, the chorus is going to be a banger too, which it is. I mean, but anyway, we could talk on and on about nineties music, but you, uh, you've gotten a lot of requests to do a nineties cover. album. I have. Yeah. I've, I'm, I was thinking about that. I was talking with, uh, some friends of mine who are on my team, Matt and Megan Mellinger. Matt's my producer. His wife, Megan, uh, does all my graphics and, and artwork and music videos. And she's just amazing. Um, but I'm doing a project of all original songs with one of my best friends, Mike Luganbill. Cannot from, wait I mean, for that. I know you know Mike. Uh, we've known each other since you know junior high. Really started a musical friendship and uh, collaboration in like late college. Um, at IU and part of Straight No Chaser, but uh, we call ourselves Small Town City. It actually is a lyric from a James Taylor song that we both love. We're both huge JT fans, the original JT. Um, <laughs> and the song is called Her Town Too. And there's a lyric in there that says, Lord knows that this is just a small town city and everyone can see you fall. And the way that Small Town City sounded to both of us, we're like, that could be kind of cool. Like we both have weird last names and we're just like, we can't do Allwart and Luganville or Luganville and Allwart. It's just like, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> So let's just go with that. It's kind of cool. It's like it's Indiana. It's a small town, but there's also the city aspect of it. And, and so we've been we've been doing that since 2003, writing songs. And we gave ourselves like this deadline of like, all right, we are going to do an album this year. It's going to be a Christmas album. And so we're doing a five song original EP that's going to come out on Black Friday, uh, November 27th. Um, and then we're also going to uh, release a single. I won't talk about that. I'll leave that a surprise. Um, that will be a cover uh coming out in december but i was talking with my team so i'm like all right so for 21 for 2021 i'm like we're going to be doing the pop album we're getting this christmas ep out it's going to be awesome and then mike and i are going to write a full-length original album of songs Ooh, i was like original music okay yeah dude yeah it's it's going to be stemming really, really from fun. your uh songwriting trip that you had like a year or earlier this yeah. year or something. yeah we were down nice. uh i went down to nashville where mike is uh he grew up here in indy obviously but um i went down there for like three days in january he came up here like in march or april before like quarantine really really hit yeah and um yeah man so we've got like a batch of songs like Mike and I are really, really productive when we're in the same room together. Yeah. And that's something that I, we don't have to talk about, but like the concept of what 
quarantine and technology and just creativity under pressure. Oh yeah. And like with boundaries and restrictions, like how sometimes the best art comes from those um, pressures. But anyway, uh, I was talking with my team and I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do the original pop record with Mike with small town city, I was like, I kind of want to do another covers album. And they're like, like what, what decade are you thinking? Cause I've had 90s. 81, which was, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So I had 81, which came out last year, which was an eighties record, obviously 72 that came out this year. I did a Christmas record as well last year. So like, there's been a ton of covers that I've been reinterpreting. Um, and so I was like, I think nineties, I think I'm not, I'm yes. not sold. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold, but I'm like, you heard it here. Uh, full. You heard it here I'm, first. <laughs> I'm 90% there that it'll be a 90s. 90% there that 90, it's going to be yeah, a 90s. Yeah. Album. Yeah. But you came out hard with this, with the, uh, with the third eye blind stuff. I was like, dang Cole. Like, I didn't know that you were this much of a, a third eye blind stand. Oh, yeah. Third oh, eye yeah. Blind stand. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, I've seen them, I think four times now. I love it. I saw them San Francisco, um, Louisville, yeah nashville and then at okay. uh, white river amphitheater in, in yeah. indianapolis i love it dude so, their blue album is also really good yes uh i think blue came out when i was like a junior at iu but um anyway was people that losing, had, a, losing a whole year was on the first album losing yeah a whole year. yeah and, and and here's the thing people i gotta people have to see what's on blue people have forgotten about third eye blind but they yeah. came out so 2015 that was the year that i went and saw them and they actually came out with a brand new full-length album in 2015 which if anybody okay. is listening to this and they know anything about third eye blind steven jenkins is notorious for never finishing projects except for a very like he spends a long mm. time finishing them like if you look yeah. at like except for the first few albums it's like a yeah. long span between the, between years before they have albums yeah. again and so their album that they came out with in 2015 called dopamine it's so huh. good. And people cool. are probably like, they've probably long forgotten about Third Eye Blind because they're like, oh, they're just a 90s band. But like, yeah, honestly, they're just do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah but he's much, yeah. he's, he's uh, much like, uh, I don't remember, I forget his last name, the guy who's the lead singer of Train, Pat M Monahan, I think is his name. Uh, Pat Monahan, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, he's very much like him where his voice has not changed a whole lot in 20 some odd yeah. years. I mean, he is pushing 60 years old, Stephen Jenkins is. Wow. And, and is out there. I mean, he's in great shape. He's rocking yeah. still, like has a ton of energy, has a great voice, and like if you saw him, in, like if you saw him in concert, you would not think that he's close to sixty years old. Dude, so, you need to get him on this podcast. <laughs> I I would love to. I uh, no, like, bro, you you laugh, but it's like you put that out there, and it's like once you start telling God, like, hey, or people just in general around you, be like. Man, I'd really like to do that. You'd be so surprised. I've had so many people like so many little things happen within the creative world where it's like it, you're actually probably not that far away than or as it, you think. It would definitely be interesting to talk to Stephen Jenkins about faith and <laughs> bring that into the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Uh, I did reach out. So I'm also as equally as big of a Tom DeLong and Angels, not not blink, not so much Blink 182, yep. but, but Angels and Airwaves fan of. So I love Tom DeLong and I've re actually reached out to um, his people before never heard anything back, but uh, yeah. I actually would say that I'm, I'm now a bigger Tom DeLong and angels and airways fan than I am of third eye blind, just because wow. the lyrics and the music, I think are a little bit more refined and mature. Cool. Um, yeah. And so I, I just, yeah. I, I resonate more with it kind of in this phase of life that I'm in when I was 20 and all that third eye blind definitely resonated with me. I still like them a lot, but um yeah, I definitely, I, I'm leaning more toward uh, Tom DeLonge and his music more so when I compare those two. But um, yeah, I, I, I did reach out to him, never heard anything back. So 
Yeah. One of these days, one of these, I would love to just, I've always said, I would love to just talk creativity with either one of those guys just about yeah. like how, how their minds work because yep. people like that, it's like, I, and I actually, actually I did get to meet Tom DeLong because we went to um, last year, Emily and I went to St. Louis to see angels and airwaves and I bought uh, VIP tickets for us so that I could meet Tom DeLong. So cool. got a cool. picture with him, talked with him for about 15 seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah, He's a big San, uh, San awesome. Diego Padres fan. So we talked about baseball and uh, I told him actually, so one of his songs, which is called The Adventure, um, I actually, I, most of the wedding, I, I let Emily plan. I said, one thing that I really want is that I want our wedding party to walk down the aisle to the adventure being played on the piano. And so hmm. we had a guy play that song on the piano and I told him that cool. he, he was like, Oh, I bet that sounded awesome. So that was kind of cool just to Dude, share that right. moment with them. Yeah. I love so, that, man. So tell me about this new album. I don't know how much you want to give away before it comes out, but yeah. the music that you and Mike have been working on, I know you're super yeah. excited about it and you were kind of, you were kind of hitting on it a little bit ago, but tell me about it. Sure. And uh, what, uh, what can we expect with it? Yeah, it's really fun. We we've been talking about it since probably around the time that your podcast started and Indiana Christmas was coming out. Um, you know, both of us and Mike, n- none of us knew that COVID was you know maybe four or five months away uh, or quarantine. Um, and I just I, I I think it probably came more from me, but Mike was open to it from the get go. I was like, man, we've known each other since we were twelve. We've really been making music together since we were probably seventeen, eighteen really hit those college years with Straight No Chaser. Uh, Tail end of college, started writing music pretty seriously and intentionally together. Uh, After that, went on a cruise ship, sang around the world. We're writing songs based on something we see walking down the street in Copenhagen or wherever we were that day. Um, Moved back to Bloomington, started up a band called Mitchell Street Band with another friend of ours from Straight No Chaser at IU. Um, From there, like he went out to LA. I came home to Indy. He was, he was doing the music thing out there, trying to learn like the studio stuff. I was doing the performing stuff. And then, you know, within probably two years, we get a call. Hey, do you guys want to get back into Straight No Chaser? Because a video that, by the way, neither of you are in from, 2000, or from uh, 1998 um, has gone viral on this new website called YouTube. And uh, <laughs> dude, I tell you, it was like getting picked last in dodgeball, but it was the best experience ever because... I'm on a phone call with the guy who posted the video, Randy Stein, one of the original guys from SNC. And he's like, so, um, you know, the, the chairman of Atlantic records wife saw this video, passed it along to him. And he, he called me, I don't even know how he got my number, but he called me and he wants to sign us. And I'm like, well, that's great. What, why are you calling me? You know, he's like, well, we've got one spot left. Do you want it? And the first thing I asked was, have you reached out to Luganville? Have you reached out to Mike yeah. about it? And Mike hops on the call. He's like, hey, man, I'm here. I- I'm in. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's game over. I was like, sign me up. What, what, what contract do you need me to sign? Yeah. So my, my wife, Lauren, comes home from work that day. And around that time, man, I was like substitute teaching. I was teaching guitar and voice lessons. Like I had no real firm plan. We'd been married for literally three months. Felt like seven minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, what do you do today? I'm like, I think I got signed to a record label or record deal with straight no chaser. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she knows all those guys. So she was, she was open to it and excited. And then she was like, cool. What do you want to do for dinner? You know, it was literally <laughs> one of those conversations that went from, I think I just joined my acapella group again to, 
how, you know, how's chicken parm? It's great. That'd be fantastic. That's hilarious. But anyway, um, <laughs> so from even that experience, like I was thinking too of just how this small town city journey for Mike and me, and I'll get to the music. I promise I will. Um, even when we were on the road or when we were recording, we were always rooming together. Um, there was a season after our first record, this one right here, Holiday Spirits. It was the first Christmas record that we did on Atlantic. First album that we did on Atlantic came out in 2008. Um, you know, we go on that promotional tour. We're on the Today Show, you know, NBC Nightly News. We're on uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We're doing all this stuff, right? And then we go up top of the charts on iTunes, Amazon, number one. We're like beating out Josh Groban, like Brian McKnight, like all these people were just like, what's happening? Damn. You know? And so then the, then the holidays pass. And we're like, what now? And the label's like, come out to New York. We're going to put you up uh, in some apartments for an indefinite amount of time, probably no longer than like two months. You're going to be in the studio all day, every day, which sounds like a dream. It was a dream, dude. Now we were kind of paying for that, you know, in, in yeah. the way that the, the deal was worked, but uh, we were in the studio recording for 12 hours a day. Man. And Mike and I would wake up, breakfast, work out, do that whole thing, get on the train, go down to the studio, work all day, throw everything against the wall that we could musically, um, create, create, create. And then some nights, man, it was so awesome. I have this crystal clear memory with Mike leaving that studio uh, and walking. I think we walked, we did the math and it was close to like six miles that we walked in the snow because it was like January, February of 2009. Yeah. And we're walking all the way from the studio, like uptown to our condo or our apartment. And we're just like, we're in New York City recording music, like trying, literally living the dream right now. Yeah. And then flashing forward to where SNC went from there. I hopped off the ship at one point and then came home to start a ministry that I was super passionate about called Young Life, working with high school kids here in Indy, my hometown, at my alma mater. And so that was a season where it was like, okay, yes, it's going to be painful to leave this, but Mike and I always remain tight. Yeah. Always remain tight. It was always like picking up right where we left off. And then, um, you know, we both have kids, like he's still in the group currently. Um, and so it's been a, it's been a great year in many ways. Like what you were, you and I were talking about before we went live of just how this, this 2020 dumpster fire, there's so many blessings though, in the dumpster fire, Yeah, you know? And so we're calling the project, um, this year and it's going to come out on black Friday, on uh, November 27th. Um, and then we're going to release a surprise cover single, uh, in December. But the, the first line that came to me, uh, <laughs> for this, th this song this year, it was, this year has been crazy. This year has been insane. This year has been full of loneliness and pain. And I don't want to go back and do it all again, but baby, if I had to, I'd do it with you. And it came from this conversation of, it actually came from a, a, a fight that I had with Lauren. Um, oh, wow. pretty, pretty, like, just like one of those fights at like 2020s, like sitting back being like, just popping popcorn. Like <laughs> they're, they're going to blow up at one another over yeah. this, whatever it was. I don't even remember, but it was actually shortly after our anniversary. And so here it is, we're trying to celebrate. And we just like, I, again, I don't even know what it was about. I really don't, I can't remember. That's how most, uh, fights I feel like are. Yeah. Spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so the next day I'm at the gym and I get back in my car and that, that line was just like, man, this year has been crazy. This year has been insane. And I'm like, I think everyone can relate with that. Yep. Wherever you are, whatever you've been through, like whatever's going on, like this year has been crazy. Yep. And so, um, there's a, there's like a, 
with small town city stuff, Mike and I both write. So when we're independent of one another, we write very uniquely. Like he's got a style, I've got a style. But when it comes together, it's this really cool alchemy of um, his inspiration, my inspiration. Like he, he'll kind of tell me, he's like, dude, I think you're the voice and I help create the moods. Like he's like, that's this awesome. Song, he's like, this song needs to feel like this. And then he's like, what, there was a great conversation when we were like, okay, it's going to be a five song original. We want it to be all original. Um, we had this one that's kind of like moody with this year and kind of melancholy. There's like this cool melancholy that's still, it's like this meatball of like hope, melancholy, and coolness. <laughs> Mike, Mike brings the cool. Yeah, I bring the hope, but we can both kind of relate on the melancholy and, and then translating that through the music is the fun part. Yeah. And it's almost like I have felt for this project, like um, there's one song too called Very Merry Christmas, and it is a thousand percent the combination of um, like uh, that thing you do. Uh, if you've if you've seen that movie and heard that song, it's like kind of modern Beach Boys. There's Beatles element to it. There's um, there's almost like a. Uh, trying to think there's almost kind of a weezer element to it you know and you you kind of pack that all together and that melody came to me um getting out of my car in the garage one day and it's just a simple scale have a very merry da -da 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 -da. like it just it goes right up and i'm like that came out of nowhere <laughs> and so i come down and i write you know lyrics and i find out okay what key am i in I toss it to Mike and he's like, dude, I love it. Let's, you know, let's, and, and from there it's like rapidly sending voice notes back and forth with one another. Um, and then we cut a demo, we get it to Matt, our producer. Uh, he starts farming it out to the players who are going to record their stuff in their respective studios. He starts piecing it together. Uh, this week we have to do all the vocals, you know, by the weekend remotely. And so there's a challenge where it's like going to work is not like shipping off to a cubicle. It's like, right. yo, I got to sing in my studio when my family's asleep and put out a great recording, you yep. know? Um, so it's been really, really interesting in this season to be creating with these new, sort of these new rules and new, yeah. um, new limitations in ways, but also these, uh, there's limitations over here, but then there's wide open frontier over here. Oh yeah. And I, and I love that where it's like, I definitely would never have chosen to place those creative restrictions upon myself had COVID and quarantine not changed everything. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have kind of been like, okay, well, what am I feeling like? It's like, no, no, now you've got to, you're writing from a real authentic raw space, but both of us with me, with the music, both Mike and I want to bring hope and positivity and light while not denying the mess and the grit and the pain and the loneliness and the negative stuff that it's so easy to sometimes just go, ah, I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. And I'm going to deny it or I'm going to compartmentalize it. It's like, no, we're going to sing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was a perfect segue because I did want to talk about it because you mentioned this earlier about how this has been a different year in terms of creating because we've been yeah. forced to be at home. And I know that you've been really good about like every week we kind of got to hang out with you cause you were doing some, some Facebook yeah. live shows and yeah, you know, right. for, like you, you know, you're talking about how you've had to record a lot of your, um, your music at home. And I know yeah. for me, like I just, I, I don't remember the last time I've done an in-person interview for my podcast. I think it's been since mm. April. I think every one of my interviews wow. for my podcast have been over zoom 
since April. And the only, and the only one that it was, wow, was man. my pastor who's like down the road. Yeah. But yeah. like, I, I think I'm doing one, um, like the, the, the week that this is the week that this episode is out, I'm doing one in person this week. And that's the first one I've done since April, since in, April? in person. Yes. And so, um, like oh, it, it, it really has made it, uh, I'm thankful for zoom. I'm thankful for video chats, but yeah. like, oh my I mean, gosh. like think about like whenever you're talking to somebody in person, like, it's just, there's a natural feel that you have whenever you're with each other. And it, not that you, I mean, you can try to replicate it over zoom, but it's difficult. Yeah. And like, it's just, it, I'm, I'm very grateful that we have video chat, like I said, and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah it's just been different because like, you know, I haven't been able to do any in-person interviews. And so you're the third person I've talked about in the past or with in the past 24 hours about this exact concept. Yeah. For me, I'm realizing like you and I, okay, right now, my, my computer screen is probably maybe three and a half feet, four feet away from me. Okay. You are not the same size as you would take up. You're two dimensional <laughs> right now and you're yeah. kind of tiny coal. Okay. You're I'm like, always, I'm always kind of tiny coal though, but don't sell yeah. yourself short. My know? dad's six, my dad and brother are like six, one or six, two, and I'm five, seven. So yeah, you look up to them literally though. You, <laughs> yeah. you, um, but for me, th so this is real time. Like this is happening at 9 44 PM on Tuesday, November 10th, 20. Are you an hour behind me? I am. I am. It doesn't yeah. matter. Same, <laughs> same exact time. Right. Yeah. So we're in the same time, but we're not in the same space. And that to me I don't know why it, it feels like kind of a mini epiphany of just the importance of filling up space. It doesn't even have to be with other creative people, but when you do get an artistic mission together in the same room, there's something really sacred and beautiful uh, and powerful in, in the gathering of, yes. of people in the same space, man. And I know you and I are both, you know, we're both believers and, and thinking about, just stories in scripture when, when Jesus is, oh, sorry, when Jesus is with his friends, he's with his people, he's with the father out in the wilderness praying, he's with the spirit here, he's with, you know, and, or he's, or he's by himself. Um, and just thinking about um, just the power of gathering the bodies in the room. My, my, uh, my church has this thing called, uh, called outposts where it's missional communities um, outside the walls. Okay. So it's, um, hey, if you care about uh, the homeless community in Indy, you're going to form an outpost and these 50 people are going to own this mission. Um, it's church outside the walls. Uh, there's a there's a woman who started an outpost that's like an extreme couponing. Uh, she, teaches, <laughs> she teaches other people how to be an extreme couponer wow. so that they can shop for people who, um, who need just toiletries. And she started a food pantry, bro. It's now a 501c3. It's That's a... how you get creative with ministry right Dude, there. Dude, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> called, and it's called dotted line divas, bro. I love uh, it. And, and like, it came from her being on that side at one point. Yeah. And she, she just started this idea. And so this whole philosophy and mentality is already within the DNA of our church. And before quarantine hit, when we still had a full, you know, auditorium at church, I was moved at a moment in worship to email the outpost pastor, the guy who's in charge of all of them and like teaches the volunteers how to do this, this, and this. The only nudge was reach out to pastor Greg, email pastor Greg. That was it. I was like, okay. Our, our pastor, pastor is also pastor Greg. Hey, there it is. <laughs> um, and our, our, our senior pastor came out cause Greg, the outpost guy was preaching that weekend. And our senior pastor came out and he was like, Hey, 
there are sleeping giants of the faith in this room right now. And if God is waking you up to live on mission, talk to Greg, like it could be anything. And he goes through the laundry list of, you know, all, all the different outposts. And so I hit up Greg and I find myself talking, well, I didn't know this, but Greg was like Billy Graham's number, like three guy wow. uh, in his, like in his crusades, he, Billy, or uh, I'm sorry, Greg would go out and kind of like, I guess, vet the local teams and he would get the final call of like what music was going in the show that night. Yeah. And so like Greg's legit. Um, and I'm talking to Greg and I'm like, Hey Greg, there's a lot of talent artistically and musically in this church, in this, not just this building, but this body of people. And I think, I think God wants me to start a songwriting outpost for our church, but it's not, Hey, if you know, Kumbaya, come on and we'll, or if it's like, yeah. if you've got a favorite elevation worship song, let's play it together. It's not that. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's me tapping the people that uh, I see as like, okay, this would totally fill your bucket and you could contribute so much. You're an artist, you're already a songwriter. And so, man, it's been so cool to see just the songs that we've been able to come up with already or the ideas that we've been able to come up with. Um, and then the church hires my producer who works at our church part-time at that point, they hire him full-time to oversee all the worship and they go, oh, and by the way, that songwriting outpost is gonna be part of your role to co-lead and you're gonna produce an album for Mercy Road worship every year. You're gonna wow. produce it. And you're gonna write the songs with Ryan and, and the other people. And I'm like, what's God doing? Cause I'm like, yeah. if it was just me, I'd be like, hey, I'll continue to put out my music. I'll do my voiceover work. I'll be a dad, I'll do all those things. Um, but already being in the same, and like the beauty is that two of the people I already know and they live together and that's where their studio is that we're already a part of. So it's just adding two more people to that. And yeah. we're in the same room together, creating real time and they're taking up space and they're taking up time. And we're like putting things out and letting it crash into each other. And the ideas, some, some are horrible and other ideas were like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 trace that down. It's like, go find that idea. And then we line it up and it's like, and then it becomes a song. And then the song becomes something on stage that moves people more into that state of worship. And I'm like, that's what it's all about. For me, I go, I don't even have to be the, the vehicle behind that song. I don't, I'm not literally, and this was a God thing. This was, this was a total humility thing that I think God knew that I needed more than I thought I needed. Yeah. I didn't get to lead the song the first time. Part of me was like kind of putting in a word in with Matt. I was like, Hey, cause he's in charge of like booking all the musicians. I was like, Hey, uh, do you guys, do you need a worship leader? I mean, it's totally, <laughs> it's totally fine if you don't, but like for that song, were you planning on like, how do you want to do that? He's like, yeah, I already got it covered. That's hilarious. And so <laughs> I'm out, like I'm out in the congregation, like hearing the song performed live for the first time. And I'm looking around and I was like seven, maybe eight months ago, this was just a nudge in the auditorium that was like, Hey, just email pastor Greg. Yeah. Just email him. Let's see what happens. That's and awesome. so, Dude, it's, and, and when I, more often than not, man, like those, not, sometimes I think those nudges are from me, like they're my passions, yeah. but when it's the very crystal clear call to be like, I want you to do this right now. Um, don't wait. Yeah. <laughs> don't delay because he will find someone else to do it. And that's not, that's not a competition within the church, but it's like, no, I want you to do it. Go that's do it. A, that's an Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, big magic Woo, good mantra book, right dude. there. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of rereading it right now. And she talks yeah. about like how, uh, you know, how this, 
she's very mystical about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the idea of an idea. And she talks about, you know, how, right. um, if, if, if an idea knocks you on the door and taps on your shoulder and you don't give it the attention, yep. it's going to go find somebody else who does give it the attention. And yep. that's kind of what you're talking about. How like, and I know that like, I've had ideas before that, like, I was like, man, I really would love to see this happen. And I just didn't have the, I just didn't have the manpower. And then yep. I saw that same idea happened with somebody else and her crazy story is that the literal book she was going to write she didn't do it and somebody mm. she was explaining the, what 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 she wanted to write and then somebody was like <laughs> that's the book that i'm writing right now like like almost the exact same yeah. thing so crazy that's that crazy, like man. god works that way with art and ideas and i think one yeah. thing that as you're talking that was that got me thinking was i think in a lot of ways we've had to get creative about being creative this year. And we kind of mm. touched on this a little bit ago, but you, you know, you, you figured out, Hey, I can't do live concerts this year right now during this, I have to do something else. So you figured out, well, I've got, right. a, I've got an audience that, that wants to hear me play. So every yep. Friday night, for the most part, people were tuning in during quarantine yep. to watch you play music for three hours on, on a Friday night on Facebook, you know, hanging yeah, out dude, with you. So like, was, what, like, what did you learn about it, yourself as a creator during this time? Huh. Oh my gosh. During that time specifically, that yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate the opportunity to pause and reflect and actually like <laughs> try to think about that. Like there were so many moments where I was so stressed because I'm like, all these people have been requesting these songs throughout the day. I have to line them up perfectly. And it got very rigid about it. Yeah. And I was so stressed when I went. People live. want their 90s covers, Ryan. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I want to play them. Um but I think that idea would not have come um, without community. Yeah. The idea to do that, um, let me put it this way. It might've come just from me, but it wouldn't have been as fulfilling and effective as it was without community yeah. or as it was with community. Cause that, that came from Megan and Matt. Again, people who already knew me, people who already like have created with me. Megan designed these pictures. She was like, call it TRL, Total Ryan Live. You know, like TRL, Total Request Live with Carson Daly back in the day. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. She's like, I'll whip up some pictures for you. When do you want to do it? I'm like, uh, Friday. She's like, great, Friday. What time are you doing it? I'm like, uh, eight. <laughs> She's like, great, Friday's at eight. And I'm like, uh, what's happening? Did I just you commit know? to every Friday? <laughs> yeah. You know what I did? I did. Yeah. I totally did. Yeah. Uh, Lauren and I did something called All Word uh, Family Fun Day with our kids, where like every Monday or whatever, we would just hop on and the kids would sing songs and do crafts and we'd ask them questions. And I'm just like, thank it was it was the first time, Cole, that I started praying prayer prayers of gratitude for technology. Yeah. Because I came to a realization where I'm like, this is beautiful that that with this phone clip and an internet connection and my guitar and this mic and this webcam that's a stage dude yeah and there would be people who would stay on for three hours bro yeah (laughs) or or or, and or became patrons in my patreon community right here um yeah right (laughs) i got (laughs) them oh but it's like it's that connection it's that community it's um I am such a connector at heart. Yeah. Um, I'm painfully extroverted, but no, uh, no, you're not really. (laughs) 
it helped me reframe in a very helpful way that I would probably never reframe for myself. Yeah. The purpose of why, why are you even doing all this? I tell you, man, we were coming back from a visit with my in-laws. Uh, they live in Northeast Ohio and we're coming back home and the whole family's asleep. I'm driving. And it's the day before my album 72, the album of uh, 70s covers that I released on 7-2 on July 2nd. That idea also would not have happened without community. Um, it's, the, it's the day before this album comes out. We're driving home from a family trip. The whole, the whole car is asleep except me. I'm driving. And man, this part of me wants to say this was an absolute spiritual attack. The other part of me wants to go, no, you might just, you might just need to dig through self-doubt or maybe it's both. And I, I still don't know, Yeah, but I have to, with the timing of it, think, I think this might be strategically coming at me right now. Yeah. But, um, I immediately started thinking, man, I was like, is it, should I just pull the record? Like, is it even worth, like, why am I even doing this? Like, how do I gauge success for this? Like, gosh, I probably, uh, and I'm a three on the Enneagram. So I go, I didn't even create, like, did I have like crystal clear goals? Did I have like goals that are going to stretch me, but are also achievable, but like, who's going to listen to this? Like, do I even know what I'm doing with my life? Like it, it got it got identity level. Yep. It's like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Not just why am I even doing it, but like, what, 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 who is this version of me that feels yeah. like he's got to constantly be putting music out? And all this self doubt, dude, just, it didn't even creep in. It kicked the door down, bro, while I'm driving. And I almost texted Matt and Megan, my team, and, and, and I was like, hey, I think, I think we need to pull the record. Let this just be a record that we listen to. Yeah. It's already, it's already sunk cost, but I, I don't think we move forward with it. And it was this moment of just, I've never had it. It was almost paralysis of like, I, I think I need to reassess when I get home, what I'm doing with my entire life. Oh, wow. And it was okay. crazy, man. It was, it was scary. And, and what I did though, <clears throat> and, and 34 year old me would not do this, but 39 year old me did and this is also coming from four years of pretty steady counseling with a guy who's just been just a rock star in my life here at home yeah um and i came home and i think the next day on release day i was like future note to self or note to future self don't let release day eve get the best of you doubting what you're about to put out. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, I really hope people like this. Ah, uh, is this going to get critiqued? It was like, what am I even doing, doing this? Like, this is stupid. Like, it's not even what are people going to think? It's like, who's even going to hear this? And then dude, it's been so fun to see. I've had people this week with the posts that I've been doing about last year's Christmas record, Indiana Christmas. Um, it was the, the, it, the one year birthday, uh, I think yesterday or the day before people are like, Oh, you did a Christmas album. That's so awesome. I love Christmas music. We're actually putting up our tree tomorrow. Like, that's awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. And it's this energizing gift of, Hey, keep doing it because people are listening. And sometimes it's not even on you to know who's hearing it. Yeah. We're reading it. We're listening to it in your case. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I want to hear about your book, by the way, because I, I said reading strategically. Yeah. Um, but we we can get there. But it was it was just this moment of like, gosh, remember this. 
don't don't lose sight of the um, the process. And sometimes self-doubt and self-criticism and soul-crushing defeat or feelings of defeat, sometimes that's part, that's just part of the natural process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I would say still, still do the dirty work, the gritty work of putting it out. You know, um, and that's that's hard as an artist too to like you're gonna get misunderstood. As a creative person, you're going to get misunderstood. Yeah. Um, even within the circle of other creatives, people may not. It's not an issue of acceptance. I think it's an issue of just understanding, trying to wrap your head around it. Yeah. Um, so just expect it. <laughs> I had I had Hannah Brencher on my show. I don't know if you know who Hannah Brencher is. She's an author, and she is probably I would say my favorite author. She's a she's a four on the Enneagram, four a four three wing, just like me. Um, okay. And her her books, it's like it's like I'm reading everything that I would, like, it's like, it's like it, her books are like the books that I want to write. Yeah. And that's uh, cool. That's so, really cool. so I had her on uh, about a month ago and I was talking about, you know, I think what you're, in my world, what you're talking about sounds like not, not so much writer's block, but I mean, the doubt is there for everybody, but like whenever yeah. you just really struggle with what you're going through and I've heard two things. I've heard John Acuff say, that he doesn't believe in writer's block. He thinks that it's really just idea block. Like you just have mm. no ideas, which I, I agree with that. Like if you, if you can't write, it's not that you have writer's block. Like people would think about it. It's that you're struggling to come up with the ideas. And then when the ideas come, the writing comes. But what Hannah said was that for her writer's block or really uh, anything like what you're discussing, what you're describing there, it's resistance that we need to work through. And like, mm -hmm. you're talking about how, you know, you felt like this was a spiritual attack telling you like, Hey, this is not, nobody's going to listen to this or this is too much work or whatever, whatever you're being told, like creatives feel that a lot. And I know that I've felt that at times this year with projects that I've been working on, because sometimes the projects can feel like such an uphill climb Yeah, that once you get to a plateau, it's so much easier to just rest there than look up and like, Oh, like I, I think of like, did you watch that documentary called free solo? The guy Dude. who climbed that he climbed half or a uh, El Capitan with nothing yes. on him. And I just, I imagine like, creativity being like that where it's so hard to get to a spot where you can rest and you feel like you've done so much and then you look up and you're like oh my gosh I still have so much more to go yeah. and I feel like a lot of times like it's not always like that but like it can feel like that at times because like you just feel like you've gotten to a plateau and you've done so much hard work and you realize man I've got so much more to go and then I think for a lot of people they just look up and they're too intimidated yeah it's easier to just walk down back to for the, back back to the flat land for me, and I've never rock climbed or, I mean, that dude, uh, Alex, Alex Honnold is this guy who's just, he's freak of nature. Um, and that is, if you haven't seen Free Solo, do that after you listen to Motorcycle Drive-By. Um, <laughs> but for me, watching that documentary, it was really interesting to see and see the metaphor and the symbolism in sometimes on his ascent, he has to go off to his right or his left and down work to ultimately reach the summit and for me i'm like ah but that feels like a failure it's like no actually that setback what seems like a setback like up oh, now i've got to go down 20 feet to get over that foothold that's going to get me 30 feet above where i am it's like that's not a failure that's not that's just that's just part of the process like mm -hmm. oh you just have to go down to go up it's like in cars gus our son loves cars especially cars three Big fan of Cars 3. Cars 2 is a travesty. It's an abomination. Um, Cars 2 is garbage. Pixar, if you're listening to this, 
I would still love to work with you uh, as a voice actor. So forget everything I just said, but you and me, Cole, right now, Cars 2 is garbage. Yeah. Cars 1 is good. Cars 3, though, <laughs> there's this moment. I think it's in Cars 1, too. Uh, you you have to, what is it? You have to turn right to go left. I think that's what uh, Lightning McQueen is learning from... Um, uh, gosh, what's the character's name? His mentor, it, it escapes me. Doc I Hudson. Haven't, I haven't Doc seen the movie in so long. I can't remember. I just remember Mater. That's the only other character. Mater, yep, yep. Uh, but you have to, he's he's on the dirt track learning how to drive on a dirt track. And I can't use, I can't believe that I'm using one of my son's favorite movies as a metaphor, but it's so true because I've seen it 500 times. It's like, you have to think in different ways that will seem impossible, but until you do them and actually experience them, you will continue to believe that it's impossible, but you have to just try it. And, and like, I love that the characters, they're like, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, do it. It's like, oh, okay. And then you're doing it and you're like, okay, now I kind of get it. You're not going to do it perfectly your first time or your 10th time or your 20th time, but eventually you're going to lock in and that's going to become ingrained in you. So for me, I know, expect the resistance yeah. when I'm going to release something that is part of who I am. And I've, dude, it, it, just in the past two years, I've really come to grips and I've been on stages and behind microphones around the world, man. And it's like, I am still coming to grips with the um, part. It's like a secondary identity to me. I'm not putting artists at the top of the list. It's like, I'm a son of God. Like I, um, I'm his kid. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine helped me understand. She's like, yeah. And when we screw up, there's still a reason why we're called children of God even when we're 90 years old. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, you're the master Jedi of, of God's <laughs> disciples. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, we're still his kids in a way, you know? And so that helped me understand like, oh, okay. In that way, you're never really going to ever reach the mountaintop. <laughs> like really it's this, it's yeah. this process. But for me, I go, okay, I, I, I am, I am his, he's my creator. I am given gifts by him that he's expecting a return on. I love the parable of the talents. Yep. It's one of my favorite stories uh, in scripture. Um, I want to be that guy that's like, you gave me one. Look, I got 10 now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, great, cool. Now you're in charge of 10 towns. Go do it. Yeah. You know, I want, I want to do that because it's like, if we're going to do this as believers within the body of, of, of Christ, and I know not all your listeners are believers. This is where I'm coming from. Right. But if we're supposed to do it, let's do it with excellence, not perfection. We're not going to get perfection. Only one person's got perfection, but let's aim for excellence. Let's do the gritty hard work, the preparation, uh, living in the tension, like live in it. Don't avoid it. Like sit there and, and try to figure it out and, and work through it because on the other side is the, is the and, and here's what I'm learning too. It's not the things that you create. It's the act of the creation. That is the joy Yeah, that um, it, it's like, that's the grit. The grit is that's why you're doing it. Yeah. The product is cool. Like, man, that's great. Wow. Praise God that Michelangelo finished the David, uh, you know, or you're working on your book and you're going to finish it one day and it's going to be out and people are going to be moved by it. Like, the, and so for me, I just have to know like, yeah, I'm just now wrapping my head around the fact that from, from my status as his kid and I'm already accepted and I'm already approved of, I'm already loved more than I can imagine. And I'm already given everything at my disposal that I need. Uh, he wants the best for me. All that being said, then he goes, oh, and I've designed you also to be an artist, to reflect my artistry and my creation and bring people hope through the things that you get to create. And I go, oh, 
oh, when I show up to work, it's not just now punching a clock. It's like, yo, there's a lot on this line right now. Yeah. So, and to do our best, I'm also learning to do our best, to do my best. I have to be my best and I've got to take care of myself and I've got to go to the gym and I've got to go to my counselor and I've got to have the tough conversations with Lauren, or I've got to be patient with our kids when they just want to spend time with me and I've got to get 20 things done. Yeah. You know, and so to create our best, we've got to be our best. That's another thing I'm learning during this season. Hey guys, just interrupting this conversation with Ryan real quick to invite you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I would love for you to be a part of this community. Each week I send out a devotional and sometimes give away some free books and some free coffee. So if you're interested, head over to coleclaiborne.com, click on the newsletter tab, sign up and join the fun. Hope to see you there. What's up, everybody? I'm Spence with Almost Home Clothing, and I, I kind of know what you're thinking. You have no idea what Almost Home Clothing is. Well, let me tell you a little bit about us. Right now, we have hoodies, we have t-shirts, we have mugs. We're hoping for some hats in the future, but we are just a brand that a portion of all of our proceeds goes to prison reform. Right now, we just wanted to um, give God a chance to show off. So we go in these prisons, we take them through uh, classes, we take them through programs, we shelter them, we clothe them, we do our very, very best to clear up a future for the for these beautiful humans um, that seems a little bit foggy. We would love for you guys to check us out at almosthomeclothing.com or check us out on our Instagram at almosthomeclothing. Hi, my name is Tim Ferrara, founder of Discerning Dad. I would like to invite you to listen to my podcast, Everyday Discernment. My podcast helps Christians grow in discernment and make decisions that honor God. My goal is to help equip you with practical steps in order to make better decisions today by using the Bible as a roadmap to your life. I have guests on my podcast who share stories of a time they had godly discernment and a time they did not, so we can learn and grow together. I've had some amazing guests on so far, like Sean Bowles, Matt Brown, Rashawn Copeland, and Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus on The Chosen. I have many more awesome guests planned, and I hope you listen to the Everyday Discernment podcast and that it helps you deepen your walk with Jesus Christ. You can find me, Discerning Dad, on all social media platforms by searching for Discerning Dad, and you can find the Everyday Discernment podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and God bless. I love it. I love I love talking to you because I know that your mind is, it works a lot like mine. Like, are you are you a, a four wing? I'm a, I'm a hardcore three with a four wing. Okay. Yes. So we're pretty close because I'm a pretty hardcore four with a three wing. So okay. a lot of it, like you, you tend to get a lot more done than I do, which is, I guess you're, you're, you, you, yeah, you, you produce a lot more stuff. Um, great. I mean, I, I, I write a lot of short articles and that kind of stuff. So I guess I'm producing and I produce, I produce a podcast every week. So I guess I'm producing a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, don't, don't lose sight. No, no, hold yeah. on. Hold on. You produce a podcast every single week. I presume it's by yourself. Yes. Yes, it is. You're doing everything, Cole. I just hired somebody. Uh, it's a good friend of mine. She works for B&H Publishing, but she, j- I just hired her to start doing my social media and creating some graphics for me because awesome. I, I'm just like I'm, I, I'm fine at it, but I don't, I'm, I don't know enough about the yeah. like social media engagement part of it, and so yep. um, she's helping me with that. So that's 
only I, only time that I've ever asked anybody for help with any of this stuff. I've learned how to produce this on my own. I've learned how to do everything else on my own. The only other help that I've gotten is you doing the music. So I love it, dude. Because well, I can't create any music for this. So check this out. You you have inspired me, whether you know it or not. Uh, I guess I'll tell you right now. I've created uh, with a friend. We're in the process of building it out and recording episodes and getting them in the queue for our release in January. But uh, it's a podcast about the presidents. Nice. Um, we both love history. We both love to read. And he's in the Army National Guard. Um, he's a quest guy. He's like a marathon runner. He's like, I'm going to run 50 marathons by the time I'm third. Uh, that sounds horrible, 50. but <laughs> more power to him. <laughs> but so around, around last 4th of July, we're sitting, we have breakfast every month. And he's like, hey, so I found this list. This dude devoted six years of his life to read every single presidential biography on every single president and rank them like the presidents and the books. And I'm like, where are you going with this? And he goes, I think you and I, with the way that we love to read, he's like, you and I need to pick one of these books per president and do a, po and, and I go, and we need to do a podcast about it. Yeah. And so right now we're like six episodes deep. Uh, we're going to have three seasons. We're giving ourselves two years. So I'm reading. And now what's cool is like my kids will come up, Olivia, our daughter who's six, she'll be like, what president are you on dad? I'm like, I'm on number 10. She's like, I was just oh. reading about James Garfield's assassination the other night just because I was curious about it. So, <laughs> yeah. And then well, I started uh, watching a documentary about Bobby Kennedy for president, which I know he wasn't the president, now. but yes. maybe he would have been had he not been assassinated. So it's, and we're calling it the presequential podcast because we're going one to 45 or one to 45, 46 uh, in, uh, in under 90 minutes. And we talk about their life, legacy, and little known facts. So it's like, while I'm doing all this other stuff, I get this idea in a breakfast with a friend where I go, all right, dude, let's jump. Not even thinking about how much reading this is going to be, but it's like, it's already helped my week go, oh man, I get to go talk about the presidents now with my, with my good friend Blaine. That's but awesome. what I'm learning is it's not about what we're talking about. It's about the relationship that we've got. It's like this. Yeah. It's like, it's the friendship. It's the relationship that's fostered through that creativity. And yep. then the, the creativity is fostered through the relationship. Yep. And so I don't think... I think great art, there's moments where great art can be made just alone, you and the art. Yeah. But I think the best art, man, is made uh, with, with others. And, yeah. and that might not be like they're holding a paintbrush too, but everybody's got to have someone that's pouring into them and then someone that they are pouring into. Yeah. Um, that whole mentor-protege relationship um, has been huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. This has been fun to have different guests on each week. Um, I've also kind of tossed around the idea of like, at some point, if I, if I ever meet somebody that I like, you know, could, could do this with each week, I'd love to have a co-host on and then like have yeah. guests on as well. Just like one of the, my favorite podcasts I listen to, it's just two guys that are best friends. And like, it's just almost like a, it's, it's like listening to Seinfeld. I mean, they just talk about their week yeah. and, it's, and they're just like, you know, they're, they're around my age. So I, it's very relatable yeah. to me, but, and I got to have both of them on my show actually. so it was really fun, but, um, it's actually, you know, Trey Kennedy. Uh, yeah, the, sure. so, so the guy who shoots his videos, Jake Triplett, it's him okay. and his buddy, his buddy, Brad, they have a podcast and they're hilarious. Cool. And so Jake was on my podcast at the, him and him and Brad actually were on, uh, one of two of my first they were on separately, but they were on some of my first episodes and like their podcast each week is just them talking about their week and it's just hilarious. And so I love that. Like I, if I, I would, I would love to eventually have a co-host or something or, or, yeah. or have some kind of a, another project with the co-host. Cause I think there is, like you're saying a really cool vibe where you're just with somebody each week. Cause some, some guests I've had on here, I've never met them until I get on the 
call and I talk to him yeah. and like, sometimes it's really cool. Cause we have a natural vibe, but then some of them, it's like, I don't really know them. So I'm a little nervous of like how it's going to go. I mean, yeah. they always have gone pretty well, but like the ones like you and me, where I know you, I think my, yeah. my wife, my wife has even commented about how, like, if I have a, a natural relationship with somebody already, you can just tell yeah. the conversation is a little bit smoother. And so sure. I think there's always like that kind of a cool aspect whenever you're creating with somebody awesome. that, you know, which is what you're talking about with Mike too. Whenever you guys create oh, music, dude, it's, it's, but it comes from that long time and the rapport and almost living inside each other's brains musically and creatively to be like already ahead 10 steps. And he and I had an amazing conversation just about creativity and life and just the impact on, on each other over the years. And just, you know, that's what I was, I said, dude, the best part about tonight, we had a photo shoot last night for the small town city project this year coming November 27th on black Friday. <laughs> um, but we had a hang after and I'm like, at the end of the night, I go, the best part of that visit uh, was our conversation over a glass of wine after the photo shoot. Yeah. I'm excited to see the photos, but I care more about uh, uh, that hang and that and that relationship. And so that's something else, dude, I would say to you too, of just, uh, and I'm preaching to myself here too, and, and any listener who's a creative person, there's always a next step and a next platform. Yeah. Like what you're doing with this podcast may be totally different a year from now yeah. as it should be i would say this could also dude this could also lead and spawn to something that you could never have predicted yeah but had you not started you were like oh, i don't know where it's going but i got some mics and i think i know how to set them up and test one <laughs> two three like had you not done that you would never experience those things yeah. and so sometimes you do have to sit and and thank god for the opportunity and, and sometimes thank yourself for the opportunity to have the faith in yourself to say, yeah. well, actually I, I stepped out way to go. Like let's yeah. celebrate. That's one thing as a three and just as me that I am still, there's so much room for improvement of pausing to celebrate when I, when I, uh, and I love coming into this season that we're about to go into between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. I love forecasting goals for the next year. Like, oh, I love it too. I love dude, it so hype about it like some people might be it. like that sounds horrible like eating sandpaper like that's I don't like the do best that. part about january is and, and oh, possible yeah. snow as well but like yeah. last year i sat at our coffee shop i just bought a new planner it was a uh chip and joanna Gaines brand whatever that's called hearth and hand look at planner you. and i set out my goals for the year <laughs> and i hate to say covid kind of ruined I, I just kind sure. of stopped checking it but like i remember at, i went i went to the coffee shop with my buddy who was visiting the same one that went to San Francisco with me. He was visiting yep. me down here in Bowling Green and he got the same planner as me. And we sat there over a cup of coffee and listed out our goals for the whole year. Just, so just bro. Just yeah. A bro date. Dude, yeah. You gotta, I don't know who said it, but I've heard it said you got to ink it to think it. Yeah. I like it. You got to write it down. And like, there've been goals where I've had for five years that I've still never attained. And I'm like, well, I'm still putting it on there. I'll yeah. tweak the strategy. Yeah. But don't, don't lose sight of that. And, um, yeah, I'm with you, man, of just the excitement of um, if Jesus is making all things new, like let's expect new things to happen. Let's expect new challenges. Let's yeah. expect new uh, difficulties, but let's expect, let's let's not let 2020 with pandemic, election, wherever you are in the spectrum of politics or what you think about the, the, the pandemic or where you are with work or what's happened in your marriage or whatever, like there is there is hope in something in that it's don't lose sight of that like and i know that people have lost lives lost loved ones lost jobs uh lost marriages 
And so I don't want to come from this place of, eh, it's fine. We're good. Right. We're insulated from everything. No, we're not. Like people very close to us have, have been severely affected by this. Yeah. But let's not lose sight of the hope. Let's not lose sight of the fact that we still get to wake up and do what we get to do and create the things we get to create. And more important than that, serve the people who are eventually going to enjoy them and also create with the people we get to create with. It can yeah. be an extremely lonely journey, man, yeah. this creativity. And so the fact when you called or texted and you're like, hey, can we do this like this week? I was like, bro, we're, <laughs> we get to talk to each other for an hour? Yeah. Like, yeah. And you get a podcast episode out of it? Yeah. Great. Because it was going to just be me talking for 15 minutes and be like, man, it's been a good year. Thanks for listening to the podcast, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I would have right. come up with something. It would have been fine. But like, right. it's cool. It's It's nice to like, I don't know, like, you know, Andy Downs, I listen to her podcast and she does a lot of stuff on like the year anniversary or the each year yeah. anniversary of her podcast. And I was like, I just think it'd be cool to like make that a tradition, like maybe bring yes. Ryan on every year if we can make yes. it happen. So dude, I just kind of reflect it, on man. the previous year. Like, you know, just because we're both kind of in similar spaces where like we're trying to create and do all kinds of different stuff. And yeah. And, and it's okay that if your mission, like I, I don't have a mission statement, but I know who I am. Yeah. And I know what I love to do and who I love to do it with. I actually, for the first time this year, actually put down who is who are my creative collaborators? Yeah. Um, who are my biggest patrons? Not from a Patreon standpoint, but like who gives me a platform and an opportunity and support Yeah. and backing? Who are those people in my creative life and just yeah. my relational life? Where's the overlap? Maybe there, Maybe there's overlap there. And then also who's not in the creative space? that just has my, who's just ride or die. Yeah. Who are those people and where are they? Yeah. And like, let's put that somewhere visually where I can go, oh man, if I'm feeling like I'm getting attacked before a, a new album or a podcast comes out, I go, who's in my corner? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I'm experiencing what I experienced last time. Oh, I'd forgotten about that because I'm so busy with the, these things. It's like, uh, okay, cool. And they they serve as your rudder to kind of get you back to where you got to get. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. So, dude, I, I'd love to. If you want to do this every year, standing appointment, bro. Let's do it. We'll book it. Uh, maybe <laughs> not exactly November 10th. This is when we're recording, but sometime on yeah. or around this date. Or, or actually, we can we can do it at any point. I'll just save it for the, the anniversary of the, of the podcast, whatever it is. So Let's do it. We don't man. always have to do it. So <laughs> we don't always have to do it on the same date. But, yeah, right around the same time. What else? What else have we What else we need to recap for the year? I don't even know. It's been a situation. Well, let me, let me ask you, man. Like, what uh, – what have you learned about doing a podcast episode every single week and growing your audience and reaching out to all the people that you've had? You've had a dude, there has been a diverse group of yeah. voices on your platform, man. Yeah, it's a uh, part of it comes from in my years of journalism, just knowing that I like I have to ask people for interviews a lot. And, right. you know, I'm confident in my abilities. So I'm not nervous about people telling me, no, I've had plenty of people say no, like, Hey, I can't do that. Or I just don't want to, which yeah. is fine. Um, but most people for the most part are happy to come on and talk for an hour with anybody about topics yeah. that are interesting to them. And so, um, I, there are people that I've had on my podcast that when I started this one, I didn't even know who they were at the mm -hmm. time. And then also some of others that there's no way that I would have thought that I'd have them on my show. Like I'm a huge huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. Mm -hmm. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be talking over Zoom for an hour with Matt Holiday, who was a star for the 2011 World Series championship team. For the, I'm like, I have his phone number now. 
And yeah. like, I just, there's no way that I would have ever, Dan Orlovsky, who played in the NFL and now is on ESPN, like people like, like Hannah Brincher, who's my favorite author, like never thought that I'd get a chance yeah. to talk to her. Just like, it's crazy how yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and it's not trying to be like a fanboy, but like, it just, it puts it in perspective where it's like, not everybody gets to talk to their favorite author. Not everybody mm. gets to talk to musicians that they are fans of. Not everybody gets to talk to creators and pastors that they look up to. Yeah, like I've, I've had Barnabas Piper on my show twice now, and I really look up to him and his writing. John Piper's son, Barnabas, like, and he's like, he's a. I would consider him to be like somebody that I uh, look up to as a mentor. Uh, like awesome. I, like I emu, I want to emulate his writing and and the stuff that he does. You know, I think he's you know a respectable person, and so just people like that. Like when I started this, I still have it on my phone and it was podcast guest wish list. And mm. it was like all the people I remember that, this, like, like the first like 15 to 20 people that I thought maybe I could have on my show. Yeah. And uh, there are a few of them that like, since then I've decided like, ah, I don't know that that's a good fit, but like for the most part, the ones that I really wanted on there was able to check it off. That's awesome. And man. so it didn't happen I at first. That. It didn't happen at first. And there's still some people that like, man, I'd really love, to get them on here, like Ben Rector, um, yeah. guys like that, Dave Barnes, John McLaughlin, guys like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like I think you have it in with a few of them, maybe. <laughs> um, Dude, yeah, I mean McLaughlin <laughs> and and Mike wrote uh, several songs together for the new Straight No Chaser Christmas record. When we uh, talked Mike, last year, you were about to play a concert with yeah. a few of those guys. That was like so. December seventh or eighth. I remember. I just did yeah. one song. Yeah, but it was like I I barely remember the song, but. Uh, I, I remember the backstage hang. Yeah. That, it's that moment of like, okay, I'm 39. I'm not going to fangirl over, over this guy. Yeah. But wow. I'm hanging backstage with a dude that I, I did listen to music in my car in 2005 while I was forming a band, you know, earning like maybe rent money, $400 a month. Yeah. Like tops, you know, but like living the dream dude. It's like Tuesdays at the bird. Let's go. Yeah. Like we, we got, we got 30 minutes. What are we going to do? You know, yeah. and each guy goes back with like 10 bucks in his pocket. Yeah. But it's like that moment of, wow. Huh. How amazing that my story ended up here tonight right now. Yeah. Like, um, and I would say too, I need to show myself just more grace when the things that I think and hope for that they could happen that they just don't, it's like, yeah. it's okay. It's all yeah. right. That, that wasn't the master plan, Yeah. but it's good to have a plan. Yeah. Cause at least you know where you're aiming. Absolutely. And one thing that I've been really, really grateful about for this podcast is that, you know, whenever we were in quarantine, there were a lot of weeks where my podcast interviews were like the only social interaction that I was able to have outside of my wife and I. And like, seriously, I mean, there was like, and, and for instance, like the, the girl who is now, you know, helping me with some of my social media stuff, we met through this podcast because Mm. I, I, I messaged an author whose book, uh, uh, he tweeted about his book. It was retweeted into my timeline. And I thought, huh, that sounds like an interesting book to talk about. Messaged yeah. him. He said, Hey, reach out to my, uh, my, my publicist, Janae. And as we're emailing, I realized I come to find, we, we kind of just started talking. She's from Paducah, which is near here. And her sister or yeah, her sister, I think somebody that she is married to somebody that my mother-in-law had in school and like we we just have like mutual friends and she's around my age and I was like hey Mm. hang on a second like we need to be friends and so uh, I had her on my podcast just talking about like you know 
stuff to do during quarantine and book recommendations, all that kind of stuff. And we've been friends ever since. And now she's helping me with my marketing. And it's like just stuff like that, that like never would have happened without the best bro. That's what it's all about, man. It's, it's my friend, Darren early wine. He says, life is about relationships. Everything else is just the details. Yeah. It's all about relationships, man. Yep. It's not about how many episodes you can put out or what season two is going to be like or whatever. It's like, no, man, it's, it's just what you said where you're like you and Emily rock solid. Then you're like, man, I need to interact with some other humans. Yeah. Nothing against her, but like, yo, I need, I need to hang out and talk with someone else. Yeah. And then you get to meet all these new people, dude, who are like, sometimes you meet your heroes and your idols and that's awesome. Sometimes it sucks, you know, <laughs> but how cool is that? I, I don't remember if I shared a Gavin McGraw story with you on the first episode. Oh yeah. Did, yeah. But I arranged his song soldier for the last album that I was on with straight no chaser in 2012 called under the influence. And I saw him, we were in New York doing some promo and uh, in the lobby of the hotel where we're staying, I see Gavin McGraw and I'm like, are you flipping kidding me right now? Yep. Like what? And I was fresh off recording that, that album. And I'm like, ah, just let him be. I'm like, no, wait a second. Hold on. This is like, no, this is the only time I think that I'm going to get to hang out or get to say anything. And similar to you, like I told him, I was like, Hey, I've never met you. Hi, my name's Ryan. I'm in this group, Straight No Chaser. Uh, we're doing some promo. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Straight No Chaser, you guys just did my song, Soldier, didn't you? And he's like, that was awesome. Thank you so much for, he's like, what an honor. Thank you for recording my song. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. I arranged that. And he's like, great <laughs> job on the arrangement. I'm like, what? And he goes, what are you doing later? I'm like, I think we're just hanging out. Like, I don't know. Is this really happening? He's like, let me give you a number. Give, give me your phone. Puts, my, puts his number in my phone. He's like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing later, but maybe, maybe we can get a drink. And I'm like, okay gavin DeGraw. like yeah. <laughs> you know i don't want to be in it yeah. and i'm just like you know you you, you never know those yeah. little small world moments where your life is going to crisscross and overlap with someone else man i love that that's awesome man great talking this is i love this stuff i love talking about creativity i love talking about all this other stuff it's too. a blast so, yeah. I, I could talk about it all night man i, I know it's so I know. fun we, we could we could go on we could probably record five episodes talking about all of this so good yeah yeah um well dude let, let's do this uh, on the uh on the anniversary man it's it's super fun it's a great like one i just i forget like i honestly forget that i'm like wow yeah my song is on cole's podcast like that's yeah. really cool like every every week you're getting a plug i always dude, say it's so cool man like emily, that's emily, awesome thank you emily's always like because I, I always kind of end up saying the same thing in the intro i'm always just kind of like the music that you're hearing is from my good buddy Ryan Allwart, and she's like, she makes fun of how I say it because sometimes I'll say Allwart, and I'll like, oh yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, listen, I can't help it. I how I talk, all right. So, <laughs> well, but, it's uh, also an extremely German last name with a yeah. hidden H and a hidden D. Allwart. That's, that's why I have uh, Ryan songs for all my socials. It's my dad like, actually came up with that idea. He was like, okay, okay, Ryan, you're at a stoplight and you're playing your own music in your car, and someone says well, who is that? And you, and you have three seconds. Like you got to think like, what, what do you say? And I'm like, dad, what hypothetical scenario? <laughs> I mean, one, yes, I would be playing my own music in my own car guilty, but like, who's going to roll down their window? Like, excuse me, gray Poupon style and be like, tell me who is that? What, what's that voice coming out of your speakers? And he's That's like, sir, I Ryan Allward. Yeah. And he's like, you can't say ryanallward.com. He's like, but you need that one in case they go there. I'm like, okay dad so ryan songs was available i'm like that's pretty cool so yeah um yeah if if people want to connect on social that's where i am yeah so you want you want an update on the book you asked about that yes yes so this is uh so i 
announcing this. This is not a huge announcement, but I, this is, I have not shared this publicly with anybody except for people that are like close to me. Um, so you're familiar with Lisa Turkhurst, who is a Christian author. I'm not. She is a, uh, a pretty prominent Christian author. Okay. Uh, but she, uh, I think, yeah, one of her books is right behind me. Okay. Um, but she is published through Thomas Nelson. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, Great publisher. Uh, and she announced this summer that she was starting her own publishing line called compel publishing. I think is what it's called. That's like kind of her brand is compel. Yeah. And, uh, she, announced that she was doing what is being called a book proposal, uh, bootcamp. Okay. And basically a hundred people will be accepted into this bootcamp. That was like a 10 week program that, uh, she and her team will put people through this training where you'll come out of it with a firm book proposal to send off to agents and publishers. And out of this group of 100 people, um, Basically, ten of them will get to will get to submit their proposal to the publishers or the agents of the, the publishing board at Thomas Nelson, and then out of that group, a handful will yeah. likely get a book deal. So I applied for it, and she started it for the fall, and I had no idea that she was going to be doing another term, but I actually got accepted into the one for the spring. Um, so that's awesome, it, dude. This is about. Uh, $13,000 worth of training that I will get wow. and it'll cost me about $2,500. So we'll be doing some, uh, some, 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 some fundraising here shortly. So anybody That's who's amazing, listening, man, so anybody yeah. who's listening that is, that is willing and, and able to support me in this endeavor, I have no idea what will come of it, but, um, I basically, here's the, here's the situation. I I've had a book proposal close to being done for a while. Um, I attended a virtual writing conference this summer uh, before that, I went to Nashville for a weekend to have kind of a writing uh, weekend where I just kind of I booked an Airbnb and Emily went with me and then she went off and hung out with a friend while I stayed back and wrote one of my chapters all day. Uh, and then when I attended this writing conference, there were some agents there and you were able to submit what was called basically it's called a one sheet. So you basically take your whole book proposal, which is for me, it's about a 20, 25 page document, uh, condense it down into one page. That's supposed to Ooh. summarize your entire idea and then wow. explain what your, your social media platform is, your marketing plan, all of that in one sheet. So I actually, uh, I submitted one to two different agents. Uh, one of them said that my one sheet was the best one he saw at the entire conference. Um, the only thing which I knew was going to be the case is that my, uh, my, my platform is not quite big enough to where sure. they would feel comfortable submitting it to agents quite yet. So they both liked my idea. They recommended that I take one said six months, one said a year to work on my platform. Um, and one of them, I actually talked to him back in June about like how I need to hire somebody to do my marketing. So that's where we're at now. So yeah. doing all the right things. And uh, I, I'm very excited about this, uh, about this proposal bootcamp, because basically, even if nothing comes of it, where I get a book deal out of it, I think just having that as a feather in my cap that I attended this, yeah. I have no idea what's going to come to that. So uh, I, I prayed about it before I, uh, before I applied and I asked my uh, email subscriber list to pray as well. And um, I had, I don't think she, maybe she did. I don't think she planned on having a spring semester of all this, but she had about 800 applicants. And so 
I was wow. not, I was not accepted into the first wave of them that started on, in October, which is honestly fine because there's no way that I could have paid that much money right away anyway. And so right. I was talking with Janae about this and I said, what do you, this is before I, I accepted the offer for it. I said, what do you, what do you think about this? And she said, I think that's honestly a dream scenario for you because you know I'm a teacher and this would start in May. And so I'd have basically the entire summer to complete this where I'm not working. And so uh, I, God's timing is really great and we don't know what he's up to. And yeah. I, I don't, there were like the, the, the day that I got this email, I was driving back from Evansville one weekend, whenever I was at home and it just was, I can't describe it other than to say that it was, I was thinking about, I was thinking specifically about this boot camp, and I had this like overwhelming sense of peace, like, mm. just like where I literally, I was in my car and I was listening to music and I just kind of went like, and like, you know how like, you kind of just get like a chill. Like, yep. I, I just, I felt like, been there, been there. I, I just was like, and I like, I even like, like, like I could feel myself kind of having a soft smile. I was just like, Wow. And like, I just had this overwhelming peace. And honestly, to mm. me, that means like, whether this works out or not, yep, it's going to be fine. But like, yep. I, I just, I knew that like, wow, like, I, I think I was debating at that time, whether or not I should apply for it. I can't remember mm. what it was, but either way I had a, like, I just like, I'm going to put this in God's hands. If it's meant for me to be in it, like he'll find a way for me to be able to pay for it. So yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's kind of the biggest update on the book. I've got several chapters written. I also have an idea for a devotional that, uh, I want to, I want to self-publish. Nice. So, uh, at some points in the next, I don't know, half a year to a year, I'd like to yeah. do that as well. We've been that's talking great. about, we've been talking about identity tonight and that's honestly what the, uh, the premise of it. So I've been talking about identity and comparison a lot this year and that's what that devotional would be about. So I love that, man. That's yeah. great. So we'll see. Um, what happens with this, with this boot camp thing. I, I'm really excited about it, even just to see what I learned from it. Cause I, yes. like I said, I have a, I have a proposal that's pretty close to being done. I used a template that another author used and she sent it to me and she ended up getting a book deal from Zondra. And so I feel like it was a pretty good template, that's legit. Um, um, but we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just excited to see what happens and, and see what God has in store for it. That's, that's the biggest update. So no, no book deal to announce, but that is the biggest update. I have not shared yeah. it publicly yet. So I love people, that people man. that are listening, they're getting the first scoop. That's great, dude. And, and what I would encourage you to just always remember is like, if he's in it, you're going to find something. Yeah. You're go, you're going to like, stay on the trail. Yeah. Stay on the trail. Yep. It's like, you will find something. And it, it, like I was saying before, it might not be the thing that you're like, oh wait, but I was aiming for that. He's like, oh, I know. Yeah. I know that's what you were aiming for. Yep. And and what did you learn along the way? What were you able to create along the way? Who were you able to bless along the way? Who, who came alongside you and made you better along the way? Cool. Don't forget that. Cause that's what it's all about. Yeah. And then he might go, yeah, but I need you over here actually. Yeah. And the way I'm going to get you there, you could, you could not dream up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I love that, man. Just continuing to put it in his hands because it's already there. It, and, and and that's what I think prayer is. It's like, it's more of a realignment than it is like, um, he, he, he already knows. He's just like kind of waiting for us to wake up and be like, I just want you to see what I see. Yeah. And I just want you to not come to me scared. Yeah. Like I, I've got the best for you. Like you're what's that? Kid. What's the Tim Keller quote? It's like if we knew everything that God knew about us, we wouldn't want anything different. So that's a very basic mm. way, but it, it's something like to that degree. And, and multiple people have quoted that 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 line on this show, and I should remember it by now. But it's yeah. something like uh, if if we if we knew what God knew about us, then we wouldn't want 
anything that we want or something. It's something to that notion, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of like we, we have no idea what God has in store for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned this year is that I really have no control over a lot of things. And that's for a lot of people. And I resonate with this can be very scary, but also how freeing is that, that I don't have to have control over everything because God has already like ordained what he has in store for me. And the things that I think are best for me may not actually be. And that's Mm. awesome too, because God's not going to let me go down a path that is going to be harmful to me. And so um, I just, I'm trying to take that approach. And for a while I was feeling very insecure about, like I told so many people about this book idea and it wasn't quite going at the pace that I assumed it was that I assumed it would. But also when I embarked on it, I had no idea what the book industry looked like, what the realistic Mm. timetable was for anything that the fact that I needed to have this platform, I just thought, well, if I'm a good writer, I'll find a way to get a book published. That's not really how it works. Mm-hmm. And I found that out. So uh, I've just enjoyed, and, and honestly, like Barnabas Piper and I talked about how like we hate the word platform. We really like really the, the word audience more because that is more indicative of like people that are invested. And that's yeah. like, I don't like platform is just like a, a, a vain number. And I don't want, I don't want to ever think about sure. people that are in, you know, indulging in my content as just a number because I'm grateful for everybody. So I think, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed engaging with the people that have reached out about this show over the last year. People that have said like, Hey, that episode really helped me. It really meant a lot. Like that's, that's awesome. Like I can't, like just the, just the fact that people would take 45 minutes yep. to an hour or in this case, hour and a half to listen to hey, an episode. That's and kind of standard with us. <laughs> yeah. The first, the first one was like an hour and a half too. It's so like the fact that people would take that much time to listen to things that I have to say or, or trust that the guests that I bring on here are worthy to yeah. listen to. Like whether it's 50 people, a hundred people, 400 people, wh- whatever it is, like, I'm just grateful that people have like, Hey, Cole's got a podcast. Let me check that out. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, like you're checking out something that I'm creating and yep. willing to indulge in it. Like, that's really cool. So that's, that's, that's the approach that I'm taking. Cause I've, I've at times this year, I've been stuck in the comparison game. Like I almost quit doing this after 10 episodes. I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just, you know, here I am on a full year of doing the, doing the show and 52 baby. That's just, awesome, man. Just, just so grateful. Like just so grateful for everything. So I Ryan, that. this is the, uh, the last question I asked guests and yeah. uh, I asked you this last year and I don't know if the answer's changed, but you know, the show is called in no hurry. So, uh, this year, you know, we, we've kind of been forced to not be in such a hurry, but we both have talked about how, even so we're still working a lot year three. So you never really stop. So what <laughs> do you do to kind of, uh, just slow mm-hmm. down your life? You've got two kids, you've got a wife, and I know that you mm-hmm. want to be human. You don't always want to be creating. So what do you do yeah. to slow down from, your creative life just to kind of be Ryan? Yeah, I really appreciate that question because it reminds me of something I wrote in my uh, my journal after a, a counseling session and leaning into Lauren's strength of administration and planning and structure and organization. I was like, babe, I need a weekly schedule. I, I don't have one. Yeah. Like part of me, like, you know, the immature creative person would be like, oh, I don't know, rigidity and discipline just like kind of cramps my style. But now it's like, no, 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 no. I'm That's not so necessary. Person. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely have to have that or I'm going to fall off the rails and it's actually going to help me to be more productive if I have those boundaries. And so playing into her strength, you know, she's, she's like, okay, but we're not doing this at lunch. Like we're going to, we're going to plan an hour. And I'm like, okay, great. But, but as I was planning out podcast, uh, music with Mike, Patreon, 
voiceover, um, marketing, um, gigs, songwriting, all the things. And then at the very end, relational. (laughs) And I was like, oh man, it was just like a glaring mirror. You were like, wait a second, let's put that. Dude, I drew the the arrow. I drew the arrow (laughs) with a smiley face, like drew the arrow all the way at the top. I was like, we need to realign some, some priorities, you know? Yeah. Um, What do I do to help me take it easy? Um, Take it easy. Great song. My, my, my therapist counselor uh, guy, Patrick, People He's are not like, listening to this podcast to hear me sing, by the way. So <laughs> that's, thank God for that. <laughs> I did cover "Take It Easy" off. My I know, album, yeah, seventy-two. Which you and I love out. that it's. I love that it's a. It's a vibe where you yes. are literally taking it easy, taking it easy, man. Um, he said, "Hey, as you're planning that, uh, leaning into Lauren for her strengths and input, build in time where you're not doing anything. Make sure that it's seventy-five percent rigid, 25 percent fluid." And he said, You've, you have to learn how to recharge and refuel. For me, I've learned, um, this is a shout out to my buddy, Darren Earlywine. Dude, you would love to have Darren on if you want, if you want me to. That's a sweet help, last name too. Help get him on. I, I, I Who needs a late him. wine when you can have an early wine? An early wine. Um, <laughs> he, he's got a, um, a ministry and kind of the flagship uh, course and offering that he does is called Spiritual DNA. And within Spiritual DNA, um, I learned, and this is all part of the process that he that he guides people through in it. Um, he's talking about spiritual pathways, like how do you really connect with God? How do you become the most alive version of yourself? Um, and for me, I've realized that I am a naturalist and an ascetic. So I think it's based off of a book that Darren incorporated into it by Gary Thomas. It's called Spiritual Path or sacred pathways. Yeah. Um, and I think Gary Thomas talks about like 11 of them, maybe, maybe 12. Um, but the ones that I like were was off the charts was naturalist and an ascetic. So Darren was like, Hey, how often are you going on a walk outside alone? And I'm like, uh, maybe like once every month he goes, how do you feel when you do that? Like, it's the best. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you're wired to connect with God out in nature, in his creation, in a simple setting alone. I was like, how do you know this? He's like, the assessment that I've created based off this. And I go, okay, so what do I do? And he's like, well, just take for like, walks. <laughs> yeah, go for a walk outside. Or like I've I've even, um, you know, kind of killed two birds with one stone where I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw the kids in the car and we're going to go to a nearby nature preserve and we're going to walk around and we're going to bring mom a bouquet of wildflowers back. There you go. So it's like, Hey, you know, come on. Um, but with the, but then it's like relational time with the kids and I'm also being filled up in nature. And, uh, there've been some amazing moments of prayer, dude, where I'm totally alone and an ascetic, the ascetic aspect of it, I'll, I'll, I'll hint at for me is the mundane. I need to build it. Like I actually seek out mundane shores like it, the most base level thing I can think of is chores, folding laundry, washing dishes, and vacuuming. We can find I, a place for you here in this house then if you want to come bro. visit. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I seek it out now where I know that in those mundane moments where I'm just washing a saucepan or I'm folding a pair of socks or I'm vacuuming. I love the vacuum now. Um, God or, or God will speak to me or I'll think about something or I'll get kind of a vision in my head about something that I haven't ever thought about um, or I'll get a song idea, or I'll get a lyric idea, 
and I have begun to seek those opportunities out where I can just, one, it's got to get done, but two, I can just slow down, man. I yeah. love that the name is in no hurry. Yeah. Um, but also the interesting thing is the clock is ticking though. Yeah. Time is the only thing we can never get back in this lifetime. Yep. Like you can never get, like we have invested time in one another right now for borderline two hours. And it's like, we'll never get those two hours back. Yep. Was this two hours worth it? I don't know what gauge you're using or I should be using, but it's right. like, I'm sharing with you. You're sharing with me. I'm getting sharpened. You're getting sharpened. And it's like, and, and the people hopefully who are listening to this are finding something that blesses them. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Creativity is all about, or should be, I think at it's at its highest level, you know, is it's uh it's serving others. Yeah. It's serving others with the gifts that you got. That's the investment that he's expecting. He's like, cool. I know that you did that for yourself. What, how did you bless the world around you with what I gave you? Cause that's what I care about. Yeah. I care about your neighbor, <laughs> you know? So keep putting the stuff out, man. Like, I, I think it's awesome. Like, and also give yourself a break every once in a while, dude. Like yeah. the, the three in both of us w- would not let up. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. I took, I took the month of June off, but I doubled up in April with eight episodes, which is why we're still on a year because yeah. we with 52. But I did sure. take the month of June off because I, I did episodes on Mondays and Thursdays during, during, yeah. Uh, May. Yeah. May. Cause I had, that was the year I, I, I that was whenever sports were kind of getting canceled. And so I yeah. had some athletes on to talk about how COVID was affecting their season. And then I actually got to have, uh, I was supposed to coach my final year in Evansville and I had my, my senior girl tennis players on my show. Cause we didn't get to have a senior night. That's, so, Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. That's so cool. that was, that was really cool. But yeah, so I, I doubled up then. And so I, then I took the month of June off and Emily was like, it's so weird to not have your show to listen to. It's always part of my mm. rotation. And hopefully people felt like, Hey, there was, you know, I, I was missing the show, but yeah, I did need a little bit of a break. And so I'll probably take breaks here or there. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it, for the most part, I, every time that I've been like, you know, am I going to be able to book a guest? It's like, I get randomly emailed by some marketing person. So it's like, Hey, dude, I've got this author that wants oh. to be on your show. Like, it's just like, Holy cap, Like, those, those blessings happening. that yeah. like, dude, I, I literally got today, today in a moment of frustration with um, just some external stuff that, that our family's going through with just this season and just this year. Okay. So I'm like just angsty and I'm frustrated. And I'm alone at home. And, uh, and I check my phone and I get an email from a studio downtown in Indy. That is one of those, like I talked about, like the categories of who's my biggest patron. Um, Earshot Audio Studios. Earshot Audio Post, baby. They hit audio me up post, on, yeah. And they're like, "Hey, this client wants you to do this kind of read. Um, it pays this much. It would take this much time. What do you have next week?" And I'm like, "What?" And it's just that blessing, man. It's like, and dude, 20 minutes prior, I was saying some nasty stuff outside to, to in my own kitchen, alone in the house, just saying stuff just because I had to get it out. Yeah. Jesus was not really being like, well, I'm sorry. What were you saying? It's like, but it's, <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. What? Um, <laughs> did, but, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> yeah. And then the 20 minutes later, boom, get that email. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I think it just gives him so much joy to give his kids good things. Yeah. You know? And, and I tell my own daughter that I tell, and, and Gus, Gus is three. I mean, he's like, okay, dad, I'm playing cars now. 
but Olivia is six and she's in kindergarten and she's tender and she listens and she's smart and she's witty and she's artistic. And I will tell her just like, hey, um, I love you not because of what you're doing, but because you're my daughter. Like, I love you. I love you for who you are, not for yeah. what you do. Yeah. And I've realized, I sent that also to another friend. I sent it to Megan uh, Mellinger. She is also a four with a three wing. So you you and Megan Mellinger, my part of my creative team, you guys will get along great. Yeah. Um, but I sent that to her. I said, hey, I see you. And I appreciate you not for what you're creating for me, but for who you are and the friend you have been to me and to Lauren over the years. Yeah. And it struck me. I was like, oh, I am giving what I want someone to say to me also. And it was kind of this like pinprick moment to the heart of like, ooh, ooh, I want to be seen. Like I want to create amazing things uh, to reflect him. But I also just want to be valued, not for the stuff that I create, but yeah. for who I am. And so that concept of identity, man, like if you ever wanted to do like a three-part series on identity, oh, like, let's, right up let's my alley. do it, bro. Let's right do up my it. alley. Right up my alley. <laughs> I, I actually, I have thought about that. That probably yeah. is something that I will want to do down the road, especially if I get that devotional published. Yeah. Actually, you know what? When I get that devotional published, hey, man. Uh, we could do yeah. something along with it. Honestly, that, that is the, the topic that I have written and talked yeah. about the most this year. I love because, it. Because whenever you go off and start a creative endeavor especially like I, I wrote about this how actually one of my podcast episodes that I did by myself was talking about this about how when I wasn't teaching and coaching this past year the things that I found my identity in weren't there and so mm. my job that I was working was you know it, it was a marketing job where I was kind of alone and working from home a lot so the only thing that I really had that I felt like I could get really excited about was this podcast and so awesome. like I, I, I again it was great but at the same time I was allowing myself to compare to other people that maybe had been doing it longer. Their numbers were seemingly better. And there was a while where the joy of it was being sucked out of it. And I kind of, mm -hmm. I finally, I, I wrote something earlier this year that was called, we are robbing ourselves of joy. And it was talking mm -hmm. about how like with social media, we look at the number of likes that we have and it's just kind of like, that's my value, that number that's attached to that picture. Right. We're so, right. Ten we're, we're so prone to doing that. Oh, my value is the fact that X amount of people have listened to my podcast. And it's like, it's so, it's so easy for us to, to fall into that. And it really, especially for a creative person can be the absolute killer for, sure. for the joy that you have, because yeah, we all want people to check out our stuff. We want it to be successful, but like, if that's why you're doing it, like you're there's, it's never going to be enough. Like there's never going to yeah. be enough downloads. There's never going to be enough people that listen to your music. There's never going to be enough people that check out your YouTube video or read your article. Like it's just never going to be enough if you're always concerned about the numbers. And so you've got to find a different measure for how you gauge it. And I know that sounds like preaching to the choir or like, you know, whatever, but like, you've got to find a way like, okay, who is this really affecting? What is the ultimate goal? What am I trying to do here? The numbers are great. Just like whenever you have a job, like making money is great. But if you get caught up in just focusing on the number, then the people who you're affecting just become a number and a means to your, mm -hmm. uh, to where, or, you know, a, what's the word we're looking for? A means to an end for, for what an end. like what you're trying to do. And it's like, you don't ever want to treat the people who are engaging in your content just as a number to get to where you want to go. Cause they'll no. pick it, they'll pick it up real quick. And that's whenever they turn it off and they never come dude, back. Dude, people are the end. Yes, exactly. People exactly. are the end. Yes, exactly. So um, whenever you look at the numbers of your downloads for your songs, or it's the same thing for me with my podcast episodes, I have to think that's real people that have taken the time 
to listen to what I've created yep. or to read what I've created. Yep. And that's all, like I said earlier, that's awesome. I don't care if it's 10 people or a hundred yeah. or 500, like that's real people that have said, I'm going to take away this time of my day yes. to check out what Cole Claiborne has created. Yes. That's a gift, man. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is popping in my head and I'll keep this quick. Cause I know we're, we're going really long here, but <laughs> um, just the ability of, or, or the importance, the necessity of knowing that it's okay to pivot and adapt and shift and learn and kind of take, like we were talking about Alex Honnold clanning up El Capitan. Like sometimes he's got to go down to go up or laterally to go up. Um, Cause if he continues to go up the way he is, he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you got to take the L what looks like an L to be like, eh, well, actually, no, it just gets me where I got to go in the first place. Yeah. But um, just with COVID and having to adapt and using technology and being like, well, uh, I've still, I would still have a gig tonight. That's how the, the total, total Ryan live gigs on Fridays were born where I yeah. had a gig that was canceled due to COVID and I was ready to go to the gig. And it was like, Hey, we're not going to do it tonight. I was like, dang it. But I was like, okay, well, my guitar is still in tune. And what, what can we do here? I'm dressed and, up. My hair's yeah, gelled. Right. My hair looks amazing. <laughs> um, but then I started thinking like, how can I start to yeah, I mean, I started putting, I started seeing other people doing it and they're like, oh, they're putting up a PayPal and a Venmo tip jar. I'm like, oh, duh. Well, I've got a, I've got a tip jar when I would play at this restaurant. Yeah. I need a tip jar digitally. And then I start thinking, wait, all the people who are joining this are my patrons and they're vocal in the comments. Why don't I talk about Patreon? And then they go, well, where can I sign up? I'm like, dang it. I need to put a link in the caption the next time. You got both Claiborne brothers to sign up during this Bro, time. Bro, that was so fun. That was so amazing. I was like, oh my I thought God. I already, first of all, I thought I already was. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm not signed up for this. Why am I not? It was so awesome when your brother jumped on. Like real time. You're like, we got my brother. I was like, I see you guys. But uh, just like how much of a blessing that was. But also letting it kind of go when it had had run its course um as i i just had to be honest i was like doing this every single week for this amount of time on top of the other stuff i got to do like i'm not really enjoying this much like yeah. this feels like drudgery as opposed to joy yeah. and you know what it's okay to admit that yeah it's okay to admit that and people were like, we get it. We're still here. Like, let us know, you know, next time you're going live, it's your call. Take care of you. Patrons, dude, my patrons hit me up daily with encouragement. Yeah. Um, one of them had to uh, step away as a patron. She had some financial situation stuff change, obviously with COVID and everything and with her job, which I totally get. Like, I'm like, the fact that you even reached out, like you said, and spent time to yeah. share with me why you were stepping away and explain that, like, dude, I, I want to step with you. Like, wh what can I do to help you out? Like, my goodness. Yeah. But, but they encourage me daily, bro. And what I'm learning is they're like, yeah, we love your music, but we just love you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, as a three, I'm like, that's so refreshing. Yeah. Thank you. That's such a gift. Yeah. And they can't wait. They're like, let us know. Oh, can you send us a teaser of the song that you did with Mike? Like, how can we help promote it? And I go, I, my tribe doesn't, to use Seth Godin's term, tribe. Like, it's like, my tribe doesn't have to be massive yeah who's in front of me alongside me right now be with them serve them and you do well at you do well at knowing like who you're like whenever we did that live event over the summer yeah like you like you knew all the people that were your patrons that were commenting mm -hmm. you like and, and you knew you knew something about them too which is yeah. really cool like you knew more than just that they're a name that's contributing it's like 
oh, I've talked to them. I know that they've got this. I mean, we didn't talk about every single one of them, but it's like, you knew, like, like I can tell, you know, who these people are as people, yeah. not just as names that you see on your yeah, Patreon statement every month. You're right, right, right. No, it's for me. Um, and different tiers get different access, uh, like, you know, based on, on how much investment they put in. It's like, that's, I give more of and backstage, like the whole thing about Patreon too. And if you're a creator listening to this, wondering about Patreon, we could do a whole episode on that. But like talking about just the access and the ex exclusivity to be like, oh, you're seeing everything. Like this is a behind the scenes, like yeah, daily kind of thing. But it's also like, Hey, I'm here at breakfast with Olivia and I'm talking to a, a patron in Maryland about, you know, hanging out with my daughter. And then we're talking about kids and we're talking about parents. And it's like, these people are becoming friends. Like they showed up because they're like, we love your music. And now it's like, how, how, how is this happening? Like we're, yeah. we're going deep. This is awesome. And then I'm like, oh, this is what it's all about. This is what it's yeah. all about. Life's yeah. all about relationships. Everything else is just the details, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's beautiful. Lauren has helped me understand this with kids. She goes, um, and I love this, like the power of uh, uh, like the, the truth that she would speak to say, Hey, um, we, we always need to be your inner circle. She said, if the world is okay with it, but I'm not, or it's affecting our kids. I don't care what the world thinks. Yeah. Like, rally the wagons like this this matters most and it's okay that that matters most and it's okay that you might only have one maybe only one person in your life who sees 100 and yeah. knows 100 yeah that's okay man keep those people close yeah keep those people close man but um cole dude i love you man i'm so happy for you like i i i'm i, I realize what time it is i'm like i need to go to bed um, but I want to share this when it's, when it's edited, man, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Episode 52. I can't believe I'm, I'm able Woo! to say that excited. That's awesome, dude. The, last time we talked, it was, well, I guess last time we talked, it was the summer, but yeah, the first time we talked, it was episode one and here we are episode 52. So Gosh, obviously great, thanks for anybody who's listening that has supported it. Listened, even if it's just a couple episodes, whatever the case is, if you've listened to this entire episode, you're a true fan. Yes, you this are. Is, uh, this is uh, got to be close to two hours at this point. So You're an in no hurry, Stan. <laughs> this yeah. actually, you know what? This is the perfect episode for the the one year anniversary of it yes. because you you cannot be in a hurry to listen to this episode. So uh, you need like a long drive. Yes, or to get uh, all this. Yeah, or you know, you're mowing you're mowing your yard, and then you got to do something else. Break it up yes. into however yes. much you need to. So, oh, I love uh, a good yard mow podcast, bro. Yes, absolutely. I love or audio book too. Audio, I've been audio books yes. and podcasts are like my go to for yes for uh, mowing the lawn. So great. We're running out of lawn mowing days though. Like our yard has kind of stopped growing because of the weather, yeah. which which is fine. Like I, I'm fine to. <laughs> Find a wait till the spring to cut it again, but yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Ryan, Hey, thank you for joining. I know that, uh, I gave you, gave you not very much notice. So thanks for hopping on and <laughs> it's okay. you, you were ready to go like last night too. Like it was a Monday and you were like, actually, can we do it tonight? And then you ended up getting busy with Mike, yeah. but it was like, yeah, yeah. you were like, actually, yeah, let's do it. So I, I was, it, I was kind of, I was halfway expecting you to be like, man, I got a busy week. Can't do it. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to be mad. Cause I was like, I just thought of this three days ago, um, <laughs> which honestly I should have thought about it. Like, Hey, I'm doing something. My, my, I just, honestly, I've been so caught up in the fact that I'm just doing episodes each week that I was like, hang on a second. I've got a year anniversary yeah. of the show coming up. I probably got to yes. commemorate that. So yeah. Um, Good but, on you, man. But uh, yeah, thank you. Um, anybody who's listening to this, maybe uh, sing happy birthday to the show. 
on your own <laughs> so we could celebrate I love but, that. but this this episode was it was a gift in itself so uh that's the best gift that i could think of for this podcast first happy birthday. birthday in no hurry happy birthday to you there we go there you go. I was secretly hoping that you would sing "Happy <laughs> Birthday" on this episode. Oh no, I I caught what you were throwing, bro. I was like, "This will work." Uh, man, you are you are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, man. This is it's just a joy. Uh, I feel like every time we do this, we get to know each other even better. And yep. um, I think being creatives and being uh, uh, husbands and men of faith, it's so important to just engage in conversation with one another and. Um, I think the beauty of it is that we don't really get to see uh, what nuggets get, uh, you know, to, resonating with the people in the cars or cutting their grass or wherever they are at the gym <laughs> or wherever. Like, that's part of the beauty of it is like, we don't get to see how this hopefully helps someone else. And dude, you're doing an amazing job. Keep it up. Um, big fan here. And thanks for having me on, bro. Absolutely. Well, uh, at the very least, do it again in a year, maybe, yes. maybe in between. We'll see. Oh, I hope we do it before, man. All right. Well, Ryan, thanks so much. And we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon, probably at one of your, uh, your, your next Facebook live events. Yes. Sir. We, we talk, we talk almost every week. So it's not like yeah, we're going to, yeah. it's not like we're going to be, uh, waiting for another year to talk, but that's right, buddy. Thanks again, man. This is awesome. You bet Cole. Thanks so much. All right. Seriously. If you stuck around for the entire episode, I cannot thank you enough. That is the longest episode that I've done on this podcast and really it's fitting for a show called in no hurry. You really cannot be in a hurry to listen to this entire episode. So thank you guys so much for checking out this episode and supporting this podcast over the first year of its existence. So grateful for Ryan for coming back onto the show and just sharing his wisdom like he always does. And I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from him again. So thank you guys so, so much. This was so much fun Please share this with anybody who you think might enjoy the show. That really does mean so much because it helps us grow the show and just get it in front of more people who I hope will find value in what my guests have to say. And if you have enjoyed the show, it would mean so much if you could go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review to let people know what it is that you enjoy about this show. That's just another way that you could help support me and this show and what I'm trying to do. And I would just really appreciate it because that also helps people know that this is a show that's worth listening to. And as always, you guys can find me on social media. I am at Cole Claiborne on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook by searching for Cole Douglas Claiborne. And check out my website, ColeClaiborne.com. That's where you can read my articles and check out the other podcast episodes and just other things that I have worked on. It's kind of a clearinghouse headquarters for everything that I do. So I'd love for you to check that out. But guys, seriously, I hope you have a great week. I hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we'll see you back here next week.